praise the Lord. Amen. I want to welcome you right now to the International Deliverance Ministries radio broadcast and podcast. My name is Evangelist Sean Benito and also International Voice of Deliverance Radio 24 Hours of Uncompromised Christian Radio. Praise God. We want to go right now into our topic of discussion. We want to talk about divine healing. Amen. Divine healing healing hallelujah praise god because some people today believe that uh, that preaching divine healing is somehow a false gospel so therefore is divine healing is preaching about divine healing hallelujah through by by uh, proclaiming that christ came and died on the cross for our sins and also came to heal us of our sicknesses is that a false gospel or is emphasizing divine healing above salvation a false gospel. We want to look at that right now from the word of Almighty God. Father, I pray for all those listening to the sound of my voice that you touch their hearts and save souls that are not saved. And those, oh God, who are saved, that may be steadfast, unmovable in the faith, serving you and living for you in these last days of deception and compromise. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Amen. The question we want to look at right now is the, the preaching of divine healing a false gospel or is emphasizing divine healing above salvation or not mentioning salvation a false gospel amen we want to look at that right now what does the bible teach amen what does the bible teach concerning this very important issue because we have some preachers now that are saying that the pre the preaching of divine healing is a false gospel the, they, they believe that the preaching of divine healing in and of itself is a false gospel and the bible would reject this 100 percent what the Bible does teach, though, clearly, is that those who emphasize the divine healing above salvation or who do not even mention salvation and just mention divine healing, there is no doubt 100% that in of itself is a false gospel. And we're going to look at that right now from the Word of God. The Lord Jesus Christ said in Mark's Gospel, chapter number 16, and we go down to number 15, amen, the Bible says, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized, hallelujah, shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. That is the gospel message. Amen. Preach the gospel, the good news of salvation to every creature, everyone, hallelujah. That is the gospel, the preach that Christ died on the cross for our sins, rose again from the dead, went to heaven, is coming back again. That's what we, that's the gospel that we preach. We preach that Christ, amen, that mankind must be saved only through the Lord Jesus Christ. And they, and when they repent and trust him alone as a personal Lord and Savior, that is the gospel. But, but he goes on preaching about what, what, what is also connected to the gospel. Here it is in verse number 17. Jesus says, And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. Hallelujah. They shall speak with new tongues. And they shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick. And they shall recover. Praise be to God. So the Lord says, Amen. After he says preaching the gospel, he goes to those things that are connected to, Amen, the glorious good news of salvation in the gospel and that is this, these signs that will follow the believers amen that is they will cast out devils speak with new tongues take up it take up serpents and if they drink any deadly thing it shall not hurt them they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall praise god recover hallelujah amen so the bible teaches us amen that the first and foremost with the most important thing number one is the preaching of the gospel preaching that mankind needs to be saved from an eternity in hell if we are not preaching that 
if we go about and start preaching, amen, uh, and start ha- just having a ministry by where we're by, by which we're just casting out devils, or a ministry that we're just uh, healing the sick, or a ministry that is just going about and uh, talking about uh, the baptism of the Holy Ghost, but no salvation. That is in that is no doubt one hundred percent a false gospel. However, glory to God, if we are preaching the gospel message of salvation. Amen. That people need to be born again and be saved by the grace of God. And then also connected with that. Amen. We mentioned, praise God, we mentioned not as the emphasis, but as that which is connected to the gospel. We mentioned that demons needs to be cast up. People can be free from demonic entities. Amen. Christ can set them free from that. Christ can baptize them with the Holy Ghost. Christ can also heal the sick. Praise God. And, and, and so if we preach that kind of message, amen, we're preaching those things. Uh, along with the gospel, emphasizing, of course, the gospel message of salvation, that is not a false gospel. That is exactly what the Lord Jesus Christ told us to do. And now we look at the apostles. What did they do? Amen. In the word of God, what did the apostles do? Let's go to Acts chapter number, uh, Acts chapter number three. Amen. Praise God. Well, the Bible talks about Peter and John and Acts chapter number three, Peter and John. The Bible says in Acts chapter 3, verse 1, says, Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Who seen Peter and John about to, about to go into the temple, asked an, asked an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us, verse 5. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately, hallelujah, his feet and ankle bones received strength. Verse 8 says, And he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Verse 10, and they knew that it was he which sat sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. Amen. Praise God. What happened here? Peter and John, amen, saw this man lame. Hallelujah. Lame, the Bible says, from his mother's womb. And, they, and the man wanted money from them. And the Bible simply says, Peter and John said, look on us in verse 4. Praise God. And then Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. Amen. He preached divine healing to the man. Amen. That you will be healed in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Now, this is, this is what Peter preached. Does this mean that he is a false prophet because he preached divine healing? Absolutely not. It's deception. For anybody, we hear preachers now saying, oh, well, if you preach divine healing, it's a false gospel. It is not a false gospel. What is a false gospel was when these preachers go about preaching divine healing and they emphasize it above salvation and they emphasize it, amen, above being born again by the Spirit of God and they reject or they uh, leave out the message of the cross in their message of 
preaching and they just focus on divine healing and have they have these healing services whereby they don't mention being born again they don't mention amen being saved from hell is that a false gospel 100 it's a it's a lie from the pit of hell that is not of the holy ghost that is not the gospel of christ it is a false gospel and those individuals need to repent and get right with god however if you are preaching the gospel message of salvation and you're pointing people to, to the lord jesus christ to repent of their sin and to trust him by faith alone for the salvation to escape an eternity in hell that my friend it is not a false gospel when you preach that and you and you mention divine healing as a result of what christ has done that is not a false gospel it is a part it is connected to the gospel and the lord even says that the believer should show those signs in their life amen lay hands on the sick and they shall recover this is exactly what peter and john did at the gate beautiful amen this is what they believe all through the book of Acts. We can go to other verses of scripture, which we will. But the reality is we'll see that divine healing, amen, was an integral part, amen, of the ministry of the, of the apostles, was directly connected to the preaching of the gospel. It, it, and again, I have to emphasize this. It is not, it is not the gospel. It is not the God, and it is it is connected to the gospel. It's a result of the gospel. Amen. So it, it is not more important. Obviously, it never can be. Not even any way, shape, or form could it come to the level of importance of salvation. The, the, there's only one gospel of salvation. That's it. You don't have to be healed to be saved. You don't have to be healed to be born again. You don't have to be healed on this earth to go to heaven. No, sir. But healing is there. Hallelujah. Healing is there and it is clearly taught in the word of God for people to receive here and now. Amen. And so the fact that people say, well, God is sovereign. God will choose who he wants to heal. Listen to me. Listen to me. God is sovereign. There's no doubt about it. But God has made it clear in his word, clearly point blank in his word, that he will heal those who put their faith and trust in him. Hallelujah. Amen. As we'll look in the book of James. Let's look at that right now. Amen. The book of James. The Bible says in the book of James chapter 5. Amen. Hallelujah. James chapter 5. Praise God. Hallelujah. If we look at what the Bible says here in James chapter 5, amen, we go down to verse number 14. The Bible says, is there any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Verse 15, in the prayer of what? Faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Hallelujah. Amen. Verse 16 says, Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Listen, the Bible clearly says, Amen. If there's any sick among you in the church, what do you do? Call for the elders. Let them pray over, them, over him, anointing him with oil in the name of who? The Lord Jesus Christ, of course. And the prayer of faith, the Bible says. Listen to that now. The prayer of faith shall save the sick. Amen. James begins his epistle saying that if we pray wavering, amen, and not of faith, we should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. But the Bible says in verse 6 of James chapter number 1, But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea tossed, driven wave of the sea driven with the wind and toss for let not that man think that he that he shall receive anything of the lord a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways of course in the context of is 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 in the context of one asking for wisdom but it's also amen it, it is also applied to the same idea of asking the lord to be healed of any sickness we pray the prayer of faith 
Believe in God. Now, if someone doesn't get healed, amen, we don't, we don't go to them and say, well, you didn't have the faith and all that. We, we just have to leave that with God. We don't know the situation, the circumstances, or why, or whatever happened. Paul prayed three times, amen, uh, for, for the uh, thorn in the flesh that he had to, to pass from him. He prayed unto the Lord three times. And the Lord said, my grace is sufficient for thee. Hallelujah. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Paul had perfect faith to be healed of that. For some reason, God allowed it to happen. Now, that was not the norm. That was the exception. Understand that. Amen. People like to use that verse and say, well, look, not everybody gets healed. Yes, but that was the exception. Why did Paul pray three times? Because he believed that the prayer of faith would heal the sick. Amen. He believed God that that, that would occur. But for some reason, God wanted to show him that he would, he would bring him through that tribulation. Amen. He is, that his grace would be sufficient for him to get through that area in his life. Hallelujah. Praise God. And so the reality is the Bible teaches us Amen. That faith is an integral part of the gospel. Amen. It is an integral part of the God that's connected to the gospel. It in it in it in of itself is not the gospel message of salvation. Amen. And so therefore, the for one to emphasize that healing, amen, is their ministry. And to neglect the preaching of salvation is a false gospel. But what we want to look at right now is where people are trying to make the uh, uh, the false erroneous teaching that if one were to preach divine healing that somehow it's a false gospel that is so deceptive that is such a lie that is so contrary to the word of god and what people don't realize when they preach that amen they're only they're only throwing the baby out with the bathwater, and they themselves are starting to preach a lie they themselves are starting to preach a lie because all throughout the Holy Scriptures, the Bible talks concerning divine healing for the sick. It's right in the Scriptures themselves. And for one to suggest that this should not be preached in, from the Word of God is a lie. It's as if they don't even know what's in the Bible. It really is what it is. Because the Bible plainly, plainly and clearly teaches this. It teaches and emphasizes for the believer to believe God for their sickness, to be healed. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The Bible says be careful for nothing. But in everything. With prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. And so the Bible makes it mention that we are to make our requests known to the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. And we leave the results to God. But we are to pray the prayer of faith for people to be healed. So if somebody were to have a healing service. Amen. Or, or rather a, a prayer. A, a time of a, a preaching service. And they ask people to come forth after the service to be healed. Is that false? Of course that's not false. It's ridiculous to even assume or to mention that it's false. It's ridiculous. The problem that we have many a time is this. When a false teaching occurs, we have the tendency to throw out every area of that particular doctrine in order to attempt to make the gospel pure. In other words, what I'm saying is this. What people do is that they like to go to the extreme rather than go to the, what the Bible clearly teaches. For example, there are those that they call themselves cessationists. Who, believe, who don't believe in the gifts of the Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Ghost and all those things and speaking in tongues. They believe that it, was, it, it ceased. Amen. The Bible doesn't teach any such thing. There's no such doctrine in the Word of God. It's false. It's a false doctrine. It's false teaching. It's a lie. It's none of the Holy Ghost. It's contrary to the clear doctrine of the Word of God. But yet they propagate this false teaching continually in their churches, in their denominations, in seminaries, and books, and in commentaries, and so forth. It's, a, it's one big 
Fat lie. It's a lie from the pit of hell. The Bible doesn't teach any such thing. Why do they do that? Because many times people do that because they're afraid. They're afraid that they may lose control in their services. They're afraid that people may, you know, uh, you know, start going crazy and all these kind of things, and they can't, they won't have control over what's going on. There's many different reasons, but that's, I would suggest that's probably one of the main. Amen. They may have seen some things that have happened uh, erroneously in some other charismatic or maybe some other Pentecostal churches. And they say, well, let's throw the baby out with the bathwater. We're not going to have this in our church. That's not what the Holy Ghost of the Apostle Paul did in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. What did he do? What did he do? This is what he did. He made sure that they that they would understand that they were not to stop the 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 moving of the spirit. And in fact, amen, when he was correcting the erroneous, he's only correcting the erroneous use of speaking in tongues and the gifts of the spirit in the church. He was not teaching to do away with it. Like so many today are trying to suggest. Amen. This is why he said in 1 Corinthians chapter number 14, amen, forbid not to speak with tongues, cover to prophesy and forbid not to speak with tongues. Let everything be done in decent, decently and in order. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 39. He corrected the false use of it. Amen. Made sure that they understood that this was not to be stopped in the church of God. Forbid not to speak with tongues. Hallelujah. He says, covet to prophesy. Hallelujah. Desire spiritual gifts. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 1. Amen. Hallelujah. And all these things encourage you. I would by you all speak with tongues. This is what the Bible clearly teaches. And to teach anything that is contrary to what the scripture teaches is a lie, is false doctrine, and is of the devil. But they would like to suggest, oh, no, we need to do away with this. The same idea with healing. We see these false teachers, amen, and many, many prosperity preachers are teaching a false gospel. And as a result of this, they say, oh, well, you know, they, they, they don't mention salvation. They don't, they don't mention uh, repentance. They don't mention about sin. They're not mentioning these things. They're just focusing on healing and prosperity and all that. So therefore, we, we shouldn't mention healing because if we do that, it's a false gospel. That's a wrong, that's, 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 that, is, that is, amen, is a lie. It's deception, amen. That is a fallacy. Praise God, because it's suggesting that if you mention if, if you mention healing, therefore it's, you're preaching a false gospel. Christ mentioned healing, laying hands on the sick after he mentioned preaching the gospel to every creature. Did he preach a false gospel? The apostles, when they went to, we just read there in uh, Peter and John, when they were met the man of the gate, beautiful, were they preaching a false gospel? No. What about Paul? When Paul cast out the demon out of that woman, uh, praise God. When she was saying, these be the servants of the most high God. And, and he cast the demon out of her. Was he preaching a false gospel? Casting, and then casting out devils? No, sir. This, this, is, this is erroneous. This is false. And we understand that they, of course, always emphasize the preaching of salvation. That was number one. They never, so, so, what, so what's the real error here? The real error is not preaching about divine healing. That's biblical. That is biblical. But it is preaching divine healing above and beyond and emphasizing it above the preaching of the gospel of salvation. That's where the error is. And so we have to, amen, we have to rightly divide the word of truth. We have to make righteous judgment, the Bible says, amen, and not unrighteous judgment if we fear the Lord, if we fear the Lord, if we fear, amen, uh, fellowship with man. Amen. Of course, we're going to go and pre preach uh, all kinds of doctrines that are contrary to the word of God because we fear losing fellowship with man, we're just like the Pharisees of old. Right. If we honor if we if we honor men more than we honor God, we can't believe we can't be right with God. We can't be saved. We won't be saved. 
because we'll go about just honoring somebody above the clear teaching of Scripture. We've got to honor God, and we've got to do what the Bible tells us to do. Now, I'm not saying that those, some of these people that may say this erroneously not necessarily mean that they're, they're not saved, but if they preach, if anybody preaches that, amen, that somebody, uh, uh, pre- that if they teach and preach that somebody who mentions divine healing in their preaching is not saved, then the reality is they have made right, unrighteous judgment. And the reality is, according to Scripture, that they've condemned the just. And it's an abomination unto the Lord. And the Bible says, you know, all those who are abominable will not inherit the kingdom of God. So they would need to repent of that in order to be right with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So that's the key thing. We need to make righteous judgment. It's not a joke. It's very serious. Saying that old oh, people who speak with tongues are of the devil. They don't know God. They're operating under the inspir- under the under the uh, influence of demon spirits. Well, to say that kind of thing, Amen, is to make unrighteous judgment, and would and would put somebody in the, in the category of the unsaved and would be headed for hellfire and damnation unless they repent of that false teaching. Because it's a lie. It's contrary to the doctrine of Christ. It goes against the clear teaching of Holy Scripture. And so those individuals, amen, when they see these crazy things that happen in some of these churches, amen, uh, gold dust and gold feelings and all these false manifestations and things that are go contrary to the word of God, amen, angels throwing um, fireballs and all kinds of mess and ridiculous doctrines of, uh, that, that's, that has nothing to do with the word of God. And they attribute that to sound, clear doctrines of the word of God, such as speaking in tongues, the gifts of the spirit and so forth. And believing that those who operate under the power of the Holy Ghost are operating under devils and demon spirits. If people believe that, unfortunately, they're not right with God. They don't know God. And they're on the way to hell because they've condemned the just and it's an abomination unto the Lord. And as we just mentioned, the Bible says in Revelation chapter number 21, verse 8, that the abominable will not inherit the kingdom of God. They will not go to heaven. It's very serious. Amen. Very, very, very serious. It's just like the Pharisees of old claiming that Christ was of the devil. He operated under demon spirits. What they did, they, they, were, they, were, they committed something that was serious against God. And that, in their case, it was a blasphemy against the Holy Ghost. And so people don't realize how serious it is. So the reality is, is that the Bible teaches us very clearly. Divine healing, divine healing is an integral part, amen, that is connected to the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. While not the gospel, it is connected to it, amen. It's a part of, amen, it's a part of the results of the gospel, amen, that people can now receive divine healing for their sick body. Praise God. They don't have to go. They can have life and life more abundantly on this earth. They can have peace, amen, with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. They can have the peace. They can have the joy of their sins forgiven, amen. Those are, those are things that, are, are, that come connected with the gospel, amen. And so divine healing, hallelujah, should be preached. Amen. Not for salvation, not to be saved, not to go to heaven, not to escape hell, not to receive God's grace, not to receive his salvation. It has nothing to do with that portion of of the of the gospel is to is to preach that people can and here and now be delivered from whatever ailment they have, whatever sickness they have, whatever disease they have, whatever, amen, demonic entity is coming at them, they can be saved. If the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. Hallelujah. Amen. And if for some reason we don't see somebody healed, we don't, we don't, we're not here to make, amen, the, uh, uh, to condemn someone for the results. Uh, we, amen. We leave that with God. Hallelujah. We leave that with God. 
Praise the Lord. We just do what the Bible says for us to do. Believe in God for people to be healed, for people to be saved, for people to be delivered from demons. Amen. And to come to know the Lord Jesus Christ by faith alone for their salvation. That is the message of the gospel, to be saved. Amen. To be born again. Amen. And these other things, amen, are a good result of preaching the word of God. Amen. Praise God. And so to conclude with this, amen, we want to understand that those who are coming out with this doctrine, that you can go ahead now and, and for somehow that anybody preaches divine healing, that somehow, you know, they're preaching a false gospel, that they're not preaching the gospel of Christ. Amen. And not everybody is mentioning that. Many, many are, are, are rightly dividing the word of truth and saying, well, if the emphasis is, is on healing and they don't mention salvation, it's false. Is it, is it false? Of course it is false. Salvation is the number one message, is, the, uh, is a message of the gospel. It is the only message of the gospel. Salvation, amen, being born again, repentance of sins, and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. But divine healing is connected to it. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. The baptism of the Holy Ghost is connected to it. We understand that from Acts chapter number two. Amen. With the apostle Peter standing. Amen. Hallelujah. On the day of Pentecost. What did he say? Amen. After the people, the men and said, what, what must we do? Amen. What shall we do? In verse 37. Amen. The Bible says this in Acts chapter two, verse 37. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So he says ye shall receive what? The gift of the Holy Ghost. First he preached the gospel repent and be saved. Be baptized every one of you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Now when he says in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ he's referring to the authority of Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. He was not preaching a oneness doctrine. Amen. Because the Bible teaches there's only one God who has revealed himself in three persons, the Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. But the reality is he preached salvation and then he also preached, amen, that they can receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, the baptism in the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God. And, of course, that comes as the evidence of that is the Bible evidence is speaking with other tongues as the Spirit of God gives the utterance, as we see in Acts chapter 2, amen, Acts chapter 10, Acts 19 is, referred to, is, is inferred in Acts chapter 8. Praise God. But so we see that. Amen. And the same thing with divine healing. Praise God. Hallelujah. We see that in divine healing in Acts chapter 5. Praise God. The Bible says here in Acts chapter 5 verse, verse um, 14, it says, And believers were more, were the more added to the Lord, multitudes both of men and women, insomuch, verse 15, that they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and couches, that at the least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. There came also a multitude out of the cities round about unto Jerusalem, bringing sick folks and them which were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed every one. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise God. Amen. They were healed every one. Hallelujah. And so the only ones that were really upset about this were the religious leaders, the Sadducees. It says here now in verse 17, the high priests. Amen. And so 
They were filled with indignation, which they should have been rejoicing about people getting healed. Amen. The lame walking, the blind seeing. Hallelujah. Does Jesus do that today? Yes, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8. He is the same back in the time, amen, of the first century. He's the same, hallelujah, in the 15th century. He's the same in the 21st century. Praise God in the future. He never changes. He still wants to baptize with the Holy Ghost. He still wants to heal the sick. He still wants to cast out devils. Hallelujah. All these things are not done through, are not done, amen, by the, by the authority of any individual, only by the power of the Holy Ghost through the Lord Jesus Christ. Can it be done? Hallelujah. All glory goes to him, not to anybody, but, but get this now. The first and foremost, most important thing is salvation. You can have a demon cast out of you. You can be healed of cancer. You can be healed of AIDS. You can be, amen, you, you can be healed of being lame of being blind of being deaf hallelujah you can you can have all those things happen to you have a million dollars have all your financial worries taken care of and still go to hell fire and damnation that's why what shall a profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul the most important thing is to be born again have your name written in the lamb's book of life when the apostles went out hallelujah jesus told them to go out and preach and, and the sick were healed and the demons amen hallelujah the devil Praise God was subject unto the apostles. A hallelujah. Praise be to God. And what did Jesus say unto the men of God? What did he say to them after they came back? Amen. And the and they, they testified of how the demons were subject now unto them. What did the Savior say to the apostles? He told them this. Amen. He said, Rejoice, not that the devils were subject unto you. Hallelujah. But rejoice because your names are written in heaven amen hallelujah but they said amen to the to the lord hallelujah they said lord even the devils are subject unto us through that name and they were they were looking at how wonderful it was to see demons cast out to see people healed but jesus amen made them focus back on the most important hallelujah aspect of everything and it's the salvation of souls your soul being redeemed from hell or from a place where the worm will never die and the fire will never be quenched from a place where there's out of darkness uh, from a place where it's forever and forever there is no escape uh, there is no water to drink uh, there is all you hear is people weeping and gnashing of teeth uh, and you can't stop it you can't turn it down you can't put it on mute you hear that day in day out day in day out day in day out it's more than hard it's more horrible than what i could describe uh, and so having your name written in the lamb's book of life knowing that you're saved from an eternity in hell there is no greater hallelujah blessing than being saved by the grace of God. Hallelujah. Although healing is important, the most important thing is salvation to be saved by the grace of God through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Repent and believe the gospel. That's the most important thing, my friend. Amen. Divine healing is important. For anybody to suggest it's not important in the word of God, it's a lie. If it was important, Jesus would have mentioned it. The apostles wouldn't have done it. It wouldn't be mentioned all, all throughout Scripture. It is clearly. We can go through other verses of Scripture, amen, and, and lay a greater foundation for the evidence of this is not, it's not necessary. This is, this is evident, self-evident throughout all of the Bible. But the reality is, it is not more important than salvation. And if anybody emphasizes healing, the baptism of the Spirit, casting out devils or anything above salvation it's a false gospel it's a lie and if they ignore it altogether it's a lie 
And it is a false gospel that would damn the soul. Because people are just, you know, people, I've heard of people just going to people and just, would you like me to pray for you? Nothing wrong with asking someone that. But they pray that they can be healed and that's fine. But, but they don't ever mention about, they don't, they don't ever mention salvation to that person. You tell me now. If they're healed of their sickness, okay, they go, they're healed of their pain or they're healed of the cancer and they walk away from you. They're still going to go to hell. And when you never gave them a gospel, that is a false gospel that damns a soul. And that individual's blood will be upon your hand because you did not mention the glorious good news of salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ. That they could be saved and not damned. Oh, yes. It's an act of complete disobedience to the word of God. And if you do not warn the wicked of the wicked way, their blood shall be upon your hands. So the reality is, it's not, the, not mentioning Salvation is a false gospel. But when you preach the salvation of the Lord Jesus Christ, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, and you mention divine healing, you mention being baptized in the spirit, you mention those things that are important to the gospel, to the belief, to the life of a believer. Amen. That's not a false gospel. That's acting in obedience to the word of God. Clearly, healing is a part of the New Testament teaching and doctrine, clearly. It is a part, amen, of Christ's work on the cross. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God that the healing is in the atonement. Many people say, oh, no, it's not. Oh, yes, it is. It is in the atonement. Hallelujah. Praise God. If sickness is in, the, if sin is in the atonement, sickness must is automatically in the atonement because sickness is, came as a result of sin. There would be no sickness if there was no sin. So Christ dying on the cross for our sin automatically means he died also for our sicknesses. Hallelujah. And so we can be healed by the prayer of faith. Amen. Calling on the name of the Lord for our, the healing of our body. And if we don't be healed, we don't come out and say, oh, well, you're not healed because of this and that, and make up some uh, doctrine as if, oh, well, listen, we leave that with the Lord. If we do not, if one does not mention, if one does not mention salvation, it's a false gospel. But to suggest, to suggest that if we mention healing while preaching the gospel is a false gospel, we are walking in error. Don't believe any false teaching such as that. There are many of those that are teaching that false doctrine. Amen. Believing that they're being uh, firm contenders for the, for the faith of the gospel. They're not. They're deceiving multitudes. Amen. They're deceiving multitudes to turn away from the clear teaching of Holy Scripture. We need to rightly divide the word of truth. We need to fear the Lord and rightly divide the word of truth and preach what the word of God says. Amen. If, it, if there's anybody right now, you're not saved. You do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. You need to know him right now. You must be born again. You need to repent of your sin and accept Christ as your Savior and Lord. Amen. I would like to pray this prayer with you. Now, prayer itself can't save you, but if you pray with all your heart and sincerity unto God and repent of your sins and trust him by faith as your Savior and Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ will save you and give you everlasting life. Just pray this prayer at me. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I believe you died on the cross for my sin. I believe you rose again from the dead according to the Holy Scriptures. I believe you're coming back again without sin unto salvation. Lord Jesus, I turn away from my sins. Come into my heart and be my Lord and my Savior, both now and forever. And by the help of the Holy Ghost, I will serve and live for you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name.
Amen. Praise God. If you just prayed that prayer, amen, you meant it, and you prayed that prayer sincerely before God, the Lord Jesus Christ has saved you and has given you everlasting life. Amen. We'd like to give you a free book of what it means to be born again, absolutely free. Just You can write to us at internationaldeliveranceministries.org, amen, right on our website. You can find, amen, praise God, email us, and we'll send that to you. Soon we're going to have this online edition, by which you could just go online, amen, and, and download that free copy or read it off our uh, website, praise God, that will bless you. We love you. We're praying for you. Amen. Continue to listen to us at International Voice of Deliverance Radio. We're praying for you. God bless. Jesus,